This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On another great day for talk radio, coming off a weekend that saw a lot of blustery weather as well. We saw the uh, crews out there on the roads repairing potholes, big pothole blitz, and I guess 4000 a day is what they were seeking to address at a cost of about $25 per pothole. Uh, this is what the city was telling us. Uh, I guess the crews took care of it, but uh, I know in my neighborhood they still haven't gotten around to it. There's probably another 4000 on a daily basis uh, for the foreseeable future that they could be addressing. And as the weather continues for at least a couple, three more weeks, you know, uh, the ice and the expansion contraction kind of argument, uh, it really will be a case of uh, needing to address a large scale operation. Now, it's interesting because uh, the folks at Sidewalk Labs have come out with, uh, well, perhaps a solution. It's a new pavement technology. That and other questions just to address in uh, general terms what Sidewalk Labs has in mind for the development of Toronto and the eastern portlands. We're joined on the line by Jesse Shapens, who's the director of Public Realm with Sidewalk Labs Toronto. Jesse, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Hi there. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we're doing okay, but, you know, just musing aloud about this pothole dilemma that we seem to face on an annual basis, my spies tell me that Sidewalk Labs Toronto has developed some new technology to solve the pothole problem? So, uh, I mean, we're, we're, we're excited about potholes. Um, we recognize that they're, you know, one of the biggest challenges, actually, that people face on a daily basis in any in any major city, especially one with weather like Toronto. Um, so we've been looking at some possible solutions, um, including a different approach to paving our streets. Um, you know, the way that we've been paving streets for, for a long time now has been focused on either largely concrete or asphalt. And the result is that, you know, with the expansion and contraction, a lot of the different climate different kind of weight loads, you end up having a lot of potholes. Um, and then you need a whole road crew to go out and fix that. And so what we've been looking at is an approach to paving that actually creates smaller modular pavers. Um, they're still fairly large, about a meter um, in size. But you can take individual ones, line them up to create a streetscape. And if any of them um, end up getting a pothole, you can just take one out and replace it. So it's a much uh, less cumbersome process to fix. And they're less likely to have potholes um, because they're sort of smaller pavers. They're able to kind of expand and contract more um, effectively with the climate. Um, So there's a little less issue um, with with the potholes in the first place. The other thing we're looking at is could you possibly add heating into the pavers themselves um, so that you would have um, less of an issue of change in temperature um, and, of course, less ice formation and less need for salting, um, which is another piece that has a huge impact on the, the, the condition of our roads. Well, you know, that sounds to me very much like the principle behind the heated driveway. And so you have to assess what the cost is and if you can amortize that, would you not? Yes. So, of course, our, our concept, you know, is not so much that we probably it's going to be tricky to heat every part of our streets. Um, and what we are more focused on is might there be select areas, certain areas of high traffic, maybe areas sort of pedestrians, bicycles, cars interacting where there's the most kind of friction, maybe focus in those areas and the costs end up kind of working themselves out because of sort of those focus areas and the savings that you get from uh, the reduced potholes and the reduced maintenance over time. All right. And so uh, is the idea right now anyway to put some kind of a coil underneath the uh, surface, whatever it's, uh, you know, paved with or covered by? Yeah, so there's a the, the, what we're testing right now, we have a, a pavement test site actually uh, down on the waterfront, eastern waterfront in Toronto. Um, you're able to come by and even come see the pavers. Uh, this Saturday we're having a, an opening event for them. Um, 
and the, the technology there is sort of coils in a kind of conductive heating tape, actually, um, that is underneath the paver. What's interesting is that the heating technology is connected then um, to a smart control system. And so the idea isn't that, you know, it's always on. That would take way too much energy and um, bad for the environment, too much money. Um, instead, it says we know that there's um, bad weather coming. Um, we know that it's going to drop below zero. And we know that there's going to be some precipitation. So now let's heat this up just to the level that we can uh, have confidence that there'll be no ice forming. That's fascinating. Again, uh, Jesse Shapens is with us. He's the director of Public Realm with Sidewalk Labs Toronto on the matter of potholes. That's just one uh, issue I wanted to address. Just out of curiosity, though, if you've got the one meter squared paver, uh, is there any risk, I guess, that they would pitch and heave and roll? Or uh, would they be pretty uniform and, you know... uh, be able to be consistent? So that's a great question. I can tell you're a total paving expert. You're asking all the right things. <laughs> uh-huh. Most people don't know to even think about that kind of thing. Mm. Um, so the, the way that the, the, the kind of system that we're, we're testing right now is designed is actually they're in the shape of um, hexagons. Um, and the reason is that it's sort of the best way to distribute weight um, and to, to reduce the, the risk of cracks on the edges. And the way that the hexagons are, are set up is that they actually um, interlock with each other. Um, it's a little bit like Lego pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and that provides um, the stability um, to protect against sort of um, any kind of movement. And this is actually the, this broader approach to testing a, a kind of modular hexagonal paver. Um, it's something that has been done in different cities around the world. In particular, there's a city in, in France that has tested this out now for, for over a decade and seen really significant benefits um, and experiencing really heavy loads and, and large trucks running across them on a frequent basis and hasn't had any, um, hadn't had any issues. So um, that's the approach that we're taking to, the, to that. And what's the material in the pavers? Um, so these pavers we're, we're testing are made out of concrete. Um, that concrete is actually is a mix that includes, interestingly, some glass as well. So um, trying to come up with different mixes that have a little um, less of an impact on the environment over time. Um, but it's a concrete paver. Some of them we're also looking at are um, a porous. So there's actually a little less density of the concrete. That allows for um, water to pass through the paver into uh, the soil below the ground. So it's improving our resiliency and our response to, to kind of flood and runoff risk. Those pavers would be used in the sidewalk areas um, because they don't have quite the level of um, kind of stability that you need for large trucks and cars to run over them. I'm guessing the soil beneath the pavers would have to be reinforced as well. I mean, when I did my driveway, I mean, you talk about being an expert in pavers. It was just how many how many yards of screening I had to put down, the limestone, uh, crushed limestone, and so on and so forth. You'd have to really construct it uh, a pretty strong base as well, would you not? Exactly. So you'd need an aggregate um, sub-base um, to, uh, below that and, and uh, above, the, above the soil. So that's exactly right. You're ready to come build the street out here already, I can tell. (laughs) I'm a man of the street. Uh, I'm a road scholar, so to speak. Uh, Jesse, let me just pivot now. Uh, I've got to ask you more about Sidewalk Labs because a story in the weekend's paper I was reading about, you know, the proposal to develop beyond the 12 acres that have been set aside, I guess, uh, for this futuristic image of uh, a sustainable living area downtown uh, here on the waterfront on the eastern portlands. 
But there's talk, too, of uh, building an LRT or uh, a light rapid transit system. And a quid pro quo would be, I guess, uh, some of the development fees, a share of the development fees and taxes would go to Sidewalk Labs or the parent company Google or Alphabet. Uh, What can you tell us about what's on plan in the broader scenario? So the the background on the on the project for those that aren't familiar with it is um, um, Waterfront Toronto, the the agency that's been leading the revitalization for the waterfront um, now for a long time, um, issued a, a a call for proposals for an innovation and funding partner um, a little over t- uh, a year and a half ago. Um, we were selected as the proponent for that in a, in a in a very kind of rigorous competition. And what they were looking for was somebody to focus on these 12 acres of Keyside, um, and then also un, kind of study and imagine how the concepts, innovative concepts there, could be applied um, to the broader waterfront revitalization, especially um, in the in the Portland's area. And so, one of the things we've been doing in this process is looking at transit in particular um, as such an important part of the waterfront revitalization. That's in this case, well-known and already established as part of city planning policy to um, implement a waterfront along here, but there's not currently um, the funding in place to realize that. Um, and so one of the concepts that we've been exploring is whether or not um, we might be able to play a role in helping to to do some of the upfront uh, financing of that. And then as the development occurs over time and we see a significant increase in property values um, in this area, um, that we'd be able to recoup some of those costs from that upfront investment. So this is an approach to infrastructure financing that's been done in many places, done very successfully, um, and we think could uh, potentially be um, a great thing for people here in Toronto. All right. So apart from the original 12 acres on plan, uh, in the expanded view of things, uh, how many more acres would be added? Um, so we're we're looking at um, a kind of area right now that in, includes sort of what might be uh, Villiers Island. Across this, it's really important to understand um, we don't have the intent of, of being the real estate developer. Um, there's only a small portion of this that we see playing that role. Um, our role is really to be um, the enabler and supporting on the infrastructure and funding and, and kind of innovation strategy um, with Waterfront Toronto. Um, and so that could be you know, what we're looking at right now is up to another 150 acres that could kind of become a potential idea zone is what we're calling it, um, an innovation uh, district um, for the for the waterfront area. Yeah, it's a, a rather interesting proposal. I mean, you've also got the mouth of the dawn and incorporating all of that into uh, the whole scenario, I'm guessing, anyway. Uh, but it's just lying fallow now as it has been for decades, and it's waiting to be you know, uh, maximize. I, I didn't want to use the term exploit. Uh, it might be a negative connotation, but it's certainly something that uh, everybody's interested in seeing developed down here in Toronto. And, uh, well, who knows? Sidewalk Labs could be yeah. a, a major uh, participant in all of that. Thanks so much for your explanation on that. And, of course, uh, the road pavers, if you do need any help, you just know where to find me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, fantastic. Well, I'm glad I've got your information now. We will we will need help with these new streets. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll be laying brick. Uh, thanks so much for your time, Jesse. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, all right. Okay, Jesse Shapens again is with Sidewalk Labs Toronto as a director of Public Realm because it is a big public project.
Boy, I like that pavers idea, though. I mean, uh, certainly if they could ever get around to the smaller streets, because we were complaining, and there was just a festival of complaints in hour one of people whose roads have still not been plowed, and they've iced over, and sidewalks are treacherous, snow banks as well, you know, people trying to traverse those things. Uh, and they're pissed, properly pissed. So many people, a litany of folks complaining that they pay their taxes and they don't think they're being served by the municipal government, at least on this front. With the two storms that we had this year, they think that we've probably uh, dropped the ball. We could have done better in representing on people's interests. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.